Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new day. So excited about today's topic. Tatum, tell us all the title of this. Well, we're going to talk about how to think and talk and act like a leader. Woohoo! Like a leader. So, so we're going to create leaders today through this podcast. And hey, don't just listen. Put it into action. The Bible says don't be listening Hearers only. of the word. Do it. Be doers. Doers, doers, doers. Uh, I, I came across this really cool story, Tatum. Tell me. Uh, there's this guy. His name is Christopher Wren. That's why he's cool. His name's Chris. W-R-E-N. Did you hear that? I heard it, yeah. You're talking <laughs> like a leader. <laughs> he's cool, okay. Chris. But go research this guy. He's known okay. in England as one of the greatest architects in history. And he was commissioned to build St. Paul's Cathedral Mm. after the Great Fire of 1666, which absolutely decimated. It leveled all of London. So this guy, this architect, he loved using brick in his building. And so he required a lot of bricklayers. And so one day in 1671, he observed three of his bricklayers working on a scaffolding. So one was crouched, one was halfway standing, and the other was standing and working vigorously, hard and fast, which that guy would ultimately become the future leader of his projects. Okay. So the guy standing. Huh? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, the guy standing. So he goes up and he asked the, the the guy that was crouching, he said, What are you doing? He said, I'm making a living. Then he asked the guy that was halfway standing, he said, What are you doing? He said, I'm building a wall. Okay. Then he asked the third guy, he said, what are, you do- what are you doing? And he said, I am building a cathedral for the almighty God. Mm. So I like that what answer. I like about this is that the most productive, abundant person was the one that got elevated and became the future leader of all these different projects. Mm. And when we th- have the right kind of thinking, it is going to elevate us into the places that God has for us. And as leaders, we got to think, talk, and act the right way because you are a person of purpose. You are. You're not just, you know, making a living. You're not just building a wall. You're living a life. You are building a family. You're creating a business that is going to shine for God Almighty. Everybody, let me just tell you. Uh, we're building something here at Life Fellowship for God. We we didn't start, you know, uh, Tatum, we didn't come to this church. Uh, coming up now, 11 years ago. Yeah, this no, month. This month. This month. It's 11 true. years ago. Yep. Just so that we can establish another church on another street corner with a bunch of other nice, nice Christians. No, we we said yes to this because we wanted to invest our lives to create and build a church that yeah. would change the world. That's the truth. Yeah. Revolutionize the lives and hearts of families. And just like that third bricklayer, it all starts with our attitude. It starts with our thoughts. 
And so today, we're going to have a discussion, uh, and we're going to look into the leader's mind. I've always said this, that what you look at the longest becomes, becomes the, the strongest. strongest. I actually like what Craig Rochelle has stated. He's a pastor in Oklahoma. He said, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Boy, that's the truth. If you, what you um, are giving your mind to, what you're filling your mind with, what you're thinking on the most is the direction that you're going. Just like the verse says, so a man thinks in his, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you're thinking negatively, if you're thinking doom and gloom, your outlook on your situation is going to be doom and gloom. But in the same way, if we're thinking with the mind of Christ, we're thinking and knowing God is for me. Who can be against me? God does have a plan that gives me a hope and a future. Then guess what your perspective is going to be about your situation in your life? Filled with hope, filled with purpose. And we're movers. We're shakers. We're, we're people on the move. And our life has to be moving in the right direction. So 2 Corinthians 10, 5. Why don't you read it? It says this, we destroy... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on. That's kind of manly. We're getting close to Father's Day. <laughs> we destroy. Let me just add the Chris Lindbergh version. Okay. We annihilate. Hold on. We obliterate. Maybe you should read this first. <laughs> Because you're adding a lot oh, of I animation. Go. I mean, I'm just, this is like a gladiator. I'm telling you. Read it, babe. All right. Give me some sound effects. This is, no, that's what you do. I mean, just give me some. You got some on there. I don't have sound effects. Okay. You know that every boy has, he can do the the firing of the gun. Yeah. Kinda. I and raised the, a son. The, he, uh, they do that the noise at like two years thing, old. You know, like on Star Wars. Yeah. And then, and then there's the. Uh, let's okay. Let's move on. Sorry, <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> there's a verse in Second Corinthians chapter 10, 10 5. verse five. It says, "We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ." I love this verse. Rebellious thoughts. We we grab we those take rebellious captive those thoughts. Yeah. And, and we teach and them we to be obedient them. to what Christ says. But not. notice that we teach them. Yeah. We're going to have to teach them. Yep. So our thoughts are massively, they're of paramount importance. They're, in fact, they're so important to God that he instructed us to monitor every single thought and make sure that your thoughts are not moving you backwards, but you're actually moving forwards. Into the will of God because for your, your life. Because your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Boom. That's right. So- Leaders, which is who you are listening today. Yes, we have to because guard Because you have influence. You're going to have to guard thoughts. your thoughts even more so. Every thought that comes into your mind. Yeah, because not only is what you're thinking impacting your life, but it's impacting the life of those who are following you, who are watching you, right? So great leaders distinguish themselves from a follower by the way that they think. Read this little quote that I have here. Huh? All right. It says, thought is the sculptor who can create the person you want to be. So think about that. It's, yeah. Your thoughts are sculpting the... Who you're becoming, basically. Yeah. When we were in Italy, we saw all those sculptures, and they they, they were painstakingly put together, and they spent... Years, years and years carving and shaping these stones to be these... Now, like beautiful masterpieces that 
thousands of people come to see. And in the same way, listen, your thoughts are a sculptor. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be little by little. Again, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Yeah. So what are you thinking? I read something the other day and that I like this. It really puts it into perspective. And here's what here's what this quote it says. Okay. Thinking is the hardest work there is. That's why so few people engage in it. <laughs> Just pretty good. Like it is. We've almost stopped thinking for ourselves. Yeah. We just we're just we just Google it. <laughs> we Google it, or it's just like the herd mentality. Everyone just everyone's runs doing and, it, so we're gonna do it. Yeah. Everyone's going that direction. You know, it. Oh, I like this thing. It has you know thirty thousand reviews on this product, so we're gonna have to. I do that. <laughs> I do that when I'm gonna buy something. I'm like, you don't ever decide what you want to get. No, you decide what everybody reviews. else wants to I get. I read the, Well, in some ways, that's wise when you're purchasing, but not. It's not wise when it's shaping who you become. Listen, thoughts were so important to Jesus. He was always asking people what they were thinking. In yeah, Matthew, that's true. Matthew eighteen twelve, he said, "What do you think?" If a man has a hundred sheep, he, he it also says Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? In Matthew 21, 28, it says, but what do you think? A man had two sons. And what's, uh, it blows my mind. What's that? That Jesus didn't just stop there talking about what a man thinks. He took it to a whole nother level when on so many occasions, study it for yourself, he, he gained supernatural insight into a person's thinking. So, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can open it up. You can read it, Matthew 9, 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, why do you think evil in your hearts? Hmm. Luke 5, 22, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, Luke 6, 8, but he knew their thoughts. He knows what we're thinking. I think, but here's the thing. God knows what we're thinking. The devil doesn't. Yeah, it's true. And so, he gives us the right to choose to make a decision to change our thought. Like we're not stuck with that thought. We don't have to stay there. So I think that we're all convinced right now that thoughts, your thought life should not be random. You need to be intentional. So let's find out right now, how does a leader do the hard work of thinking and maybe what changes are you going to need to make upstairs in order to sculpt and create the kind of life and ministry and future that God has always intended mm -hmm. for you? Here's the first thing. When you look into a leader's mind, the first thing you see is control. Read, read that verse I have there, hon. Proverbs 15, 26 says, the Lord detest the thoughts of the wicked, but those of the pure are pleasing to him. So we're going to have to control our fleshly, th sinful thoughts. So how many of the most talented um, of our most influential leaders in the body of Christ the, maybe people we've seen in the political realm, people that lead companies, you know, families, they've lost everything. Yeah. Because they were acting like a leader, but they failed to think like a leader. So true. They lost that control. Or another like word we could say is discipline. We have to discipline our minds and our thoughts. Um, 
You, we have to control those fleshly, sinful, sinful thoughts. We, we also, we, we've got to control prideful, arrogant thoughts. And those are really easy to, uh, they, they mask themselves so. Yeah. I mean, like camouflage. Like sneak themselves into your mind is what you you're saying. You don't even know it, but you're like, thinking arrogantly. Yeah. You don't even know, but, and nothing stinks more than a prideful, arrogant leader. So true. It's a pet peeve. So years ago, for me, I'm going to be very real and authentic with you. When we were in student ministry, we had, uh, oh, in a church of about uh, 1,100 uh, people, we had grown a youth ministry to about 700 kids that were showing up on a Wednesday night. You remember that. Yeah, yeah. And out of about 13,000 churches in America, we were in the top easily in the top five largest youth ministries. And the largest youth ministry when it comes to the size of the church based on the size of the youth ministry. And I remember this ungodly pride that I got inside of me. I mean, I would go into these these uh, sometimes minister meetings or whatever with other guys, and I'd walk in out, outwardly, oh, I'm super humble. But inwardly, I'm thinking, all y'all don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. And I had these ungodly, yeah. arrogant thoughts that were just... And what God had to do is I was moved out of that. I went to a... And when I say moved out of that, we, we felt like God was leading yeah, us it was a choice to, go, to, uh, to leave and go uh, help plant a church. Plant a church. Mm-hmm as an associate pastor in Frisco and in Frisco, Texas. And we went from 700 kids to 12 teenagers meeting in a living room. It's true. That's the truth. Nothing will humble, humble you more. <laughs> and for right? the next three and a half years, I did youth ministry in living rooms. Yeah. And then after that, we came to Life Fellowship. And the, the church shrunk to the point that there was only seven people in attendance after being here for like six months. Yeah, I remember. Talk about humility. I mean, God God basically said, okay, you think you're all that? You think that you're the one that created all this kind of stuff and did all these different things? Mm -hmm. God reminded me in the middle of all that. I tell people all the time, it's humility or humiliation. Your choice, right? It's your choice, what you want. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just encourage people, don't, don't let it be humiliation. And uh, I remember it, it was almost like, it, it's that illustration of the bow and arrow that God, you know, you got the farther back that the arrow can go. That you're pulled back. That you're pulled back mm-hmm. means that you're going to be able to go farther than you've the ever gone The further the before. arrow launches. Yeah. yeah, moving forward. But God had to, he had to work a lot of things out of me. Yeah. And I'm just going to encourage you today. Um, so in other words, I was not a very good leader when it came to controlling those prideful, arrogant yeah. thoughts. And now, you know, because of everything that I've been through, I just, I recognize. Without a doubt, this is only God's hand. When someone says, oh, Chris, you've really built something great. I'm like, man, I you have no, no idea. No, it was not me. I don't want to go through that. Yeah. I ain't going through that again. No, yeah. it, it's not me. 
It's all him. Yeah. All the glory but that goes to comes, him. But you know, that comes through for you, the, a personal experience with going from such great... Um, well, we went through it, yeah. Yeah. Well, some some very humbling experience where you, you know, where we go from 700 teenagers to then having 12. But, um, you know, we, we can make the choice to humble ourselves. You don't have to be hu- humiliated by a situation that uh, is embarrassing for you or whatever. Like through circumstance, we can choose, like humble ourselves before before God. And I think that's what you're saying. When we look into the great mind of a leader, there's someone who is being disciplined in their thoughts and is choosing to humble themselves so that God doesn't have to do that for you. <laughs> Listen, here's where, here's where I'm at. I, I don't ever want to think I'm anybody, somebody special. Yeah. Because I'm not. Only one person is special, and it's Jesus. He's the one that gave his life for the church, not me. Yeah. Um, now, I am devoting my life, but I didn't die on a cross, <laughs> experience the sins of the world. And I'm just going to tell you that when you look into a leader's mind, the first thing you're going to see is control. Romans 12, 3. It says, says this. Read it, honey. Uh, because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. It's a warning. Now, listen. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. Okay, so one thing that really encouraged me, uh, there's a pastor here in town. Uh, his name's John McKenzie. Man, good friend of mine. He pastors Hope Fellowship. And I'm glad that we, as pastors, we're not in competition with each other. We are, we're working together Cheering to build each other the kingdom on, of yeah. God, the, the, the capital C church. And uh, he just really encouraged me one time. Uh, and he he made the statement. He said, "You know, it's the 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 illustration of the talents." And uh, you know, it says that one guy was given five talents, one guy was given two talents, one guy was given yeah. one talent. Mm-hmm. And God is not going to judge you or I based on what somebody else has. Yeah, He's going to judge us on what He's given you. You're going to have to be responsible for what. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, no longer am I supposed to be competitive with somebody else. I, I'm not to be comparing myself with somebody else. Or some other church or some other ministry. Or some other business or some other yeah. parent or some Well, look at their spouse compared to my spouse. Yeah. Look at this compared to that. Um, you're going to be judged someday from the Lord based on how did you, how did you steward? How did you control? How did you manage? How did you use? Yeah. Your gifts. The talent God gave you. Like, what do you have that God's given you? to? So use it. Use it. So That's great. I, let that just be freeing to some of, some of you, because maybe you've been comparing yourself to somebody else and yeah. how they're... How they were wired, how God created them. And yeah, God never meant for us to compare in that way. What he's asking is, are you being who I called you to be? Be the best version are, of you. Yeah. Are, Don't are just you, slack, but yeah. be what are you doing with what I gave you, who I made you? And that's what that's what we're all we're responsible for, ourselves, right? Like when you're reporting to God for the discipline in your life, the control that you have in your mind, your thoughts, the choices you're making, are you doing the best that you can with what you have? And leaders, they control their thoughts. Okay? Here's the second thing. When you look into a leader's mind, Oh, I love this. You see creativity. Listen, one of the most natural inclinations of a leader is that they dare 
to do things differently than everybody else in order to obtain, to achieve greater results. <laughs> so there's this old adage out there, if you continue to do the same old, if you continue to do things the same old way, you'll continue to have the same old results. That's so easy to do, right? It's called getting in a rut. Getting in a rut. I know. It's easy to think we've always done it this way. We just keep doing it this way. That's like the easy way. And then That's you wind the, up being the blockbuster of yeah, the business world, yeah. the Sears. The follower then instead of the leader. You like that? Yeah, be a leader, not a follower. <laughs> you have to do things different. We have to change it up. Okay, so how do you do it? Uh, <clears throat> here's, here's, here's some ideas. Think about this. A leader is always asking stronger leaders for creative input. So find someone who's not just one step ahead of where you're at, but maybe four or five steps ahead of where you see yourself going. So there's a pastor's wife that just reached out to you, just texted you just the other day. Yeah. And we're about, oh, 10 years ahead of where her children are at, maybe 15. She has young kids and just said, hey, um, Talk yeah, about I wisdom, wanna, what she did. Just I know, right? Like I want to pick your brain. I just want to ask some some parenting questions. You know, I want to get ahead of where uh, my kids are are growing and, you know, the challenges that we face in culture today and raising a family. And I just, she just wants to uh, get advice, talk to me about some things. So that is what we all should be doing in our in our worlds, in our life, whether you're a mom who's raising young kids at home, whether you're a student. And you're in school and you have a vision for where you want to be, what career you want to take, you're in college, whatever age, we can all look for someone who's several steps ahead of us. And like you're saying, Chris, asking for creative input. Ask how have you gotten to where you're at? What steps did you take? What can I be doing now? You know, just ask questions. The most successful people in the world that I know are teachable. The most unsuccessful people mm -hmm. in the world think they know it. Yeah, all. they don't and need to be told. And if you're young right now and you're listening to this, it will save you a world of hurt. Mm -hmm. It will help you financially. It'll help you in business. It'll help you in your walk with God. Learn the art of tapping into other people's example. Ask, ask other yeah. leaders for creative input. Be How can teachable. I be better? What can I do? How can I think about this a little bit differently? Man, I wish I would have done this more. Mentorship is accelerated learning. That's true. So you get to learn from somebody else. They've spent 40 years learning those yeah. hard knock and lessons. And you're getting to, in a, I don't know, what, months or years? In a, in you can a, sit down in, in, in a couple of weeks and find out, wow, I, I can... I can do all the, yeah, I've always, I'm almost been tempted to put something out on social media, just a question. I just don't know how authentic people would get, but I want to ask people that are like 65 years of age and older, what are, what are big life lessons mm. that you've learned that if you could go back and you could relive your life from age 45, where I'm at on, mm -hmm. what would you do different? Cause I'm at a place right now where I'm going, I would really listen to that. Yeah. Because you've lived through life. When, when you've gone through, when, when, you've, when you've maybe lost parents, when you've lost um, money in investments, when you've gone through you know, big promotions, you get pride for all, all these Everything different things. Everything. When, when yeah. your kids graduate, when your kids get married, when you're, you, know, you have grandkids, when you have 
all the next season, all that the next season of life is going to bring. You're saying, yeah, you would like to pick pick their brain and ask some questions, and that's what we're saying. Great leaders do. You ask for input. You ask questions. We remain teachable, uh, and we listen. You know, to what they're saying. Yeah, and so it, let me just say this: that if you are uh, older and you're listening to this. Uh, we need your input. And and there's some that are younger that are listening that are saying, hey, Chris, you're the older one. Because <laughs> some of you all think that I'm an ancient relic, you know. Uh, not Tatum, though. She's mm-hmm. She is always... Younger than you. 29. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but I'm serious. Uh, ask, ask leaders for creative input on your life when you're going to make decisions. Um, when I make big financial decisions, I am, I go to some of our business leaders in our church and I'll run it by them. I'll get really authentic and I'm going to say, here's where I'm at. And then like, here's really where I'm at. Not for, for input. Yeah. Please give me your advice. You have wisdom. And they're like, you know what? Not only is this what you should do, but let me connect you with this person and with this person. And oh my goodness. Yeah. It saves me heartache. Um, Mm -hmm. Time, effort—I mean, everything. They—they—they're—I'm able to to draw on their experience, yes. and I'm learning things from it. Mm-hmm. And so, great leaders are always asking stronger leaders for creative input. Here's another practical thing that you can do when it comes to this uh, thinking with creativity: a leader is always letting their mind do creative gymnastics whenever they're walking through their world. Okay, tell what explain that a little because I don't all the way know what you mean. So um, how do I let my mind do gymnastics? <laughs> I'd actually like to see you do actual gymnastics. Shut up. <laughs> I'd like to see. Wait, I'm just. I was not a gymnast. Let's just let's just put that out. Do you here. know? Okay, random I was thought not a about gymnast. about Chris. Did you guys know that when I was in high school, I tried to be a pole vaulter. I knew that. <laughs> and man, I remember I was in, I, I tried out for the track team. Aww. I had the big long pole vaulter thing and I went running down the track <laughs> with it. And you know where that thing is that it sticks in the ground and you try to like flip over? You try to fling your body weight over the yeah, post. Yeah, my feet never even left the ground. <laughs> it, was just like real? A, it was like hitting a brick wall. Like, ugh. <laughs> 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 I can see it. You're oh, I was determined. I'm running all the way down as fast as I could. And you're in my stick, mind. Just, I was anticipating. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna vault. We're just gonna arch right, right over that. Just like an Olympic trained athlete. And all it was, Babe, was you hit you know, the wall. Fiberglass into your hands, and you're like, oh. <laughs> so I'm guessing you didn't make the team, or you didn't continue pole no, vaulting. I, I didn't do that. Career no, ended there. That, that was that was the end of that. But again, but, a, a great leader is always letting their mind do creative gymnastics when they're walking through their world. So I'll give it to you from my world, okay? That's the only reference that I have. So as a pastor, uh, there's times that I will, I'll go, I'll pull up to the campus here and I will sit in the, in the car and I will think if I was a first-time guest, never been here before, what am I get? What do I experience when I walk in? Mm-hmm. So I, I I walk in and I'm thinking, okay, if I wanted to know where the bathroom signs are, and I didn't know how would I how would I even know how to check in? But what would I be experiencing? How would I? And I walk in and I I allow myself to be put into that 
from a different perspective. Yes. Gotcha. It's so important to do that because we all get stuck in our rut, if you will, of what we are familiar with, what we know how to do, the our view of our world, the lens that we have of whatever you do. Momming, schooling, we, we were in leading. Uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart the other day, and we are redesigning, you know, with this whole building for the kids. And I walk by this cool little treehouse in there, and I'm like, oh. There is a cool tree house. And so I just, I grabbed my phone. I took a picture of yeah. it. You know, uh, I, I find like a cool Creative way for something ideas. to be like a graphic or a, cr- a cool statement. I'll take a picture of that. I'll screenshot mm-hmm. that. We will, you know, I'll send that to the staff. I'll constantly give out little articles and tidbits and things mm-hmm. that will constantly keep our minds thinking right. You know, I got something this morning. Uh, Pastor Jeff sent me a podcast on... Um, how healthy it is for a CEO to be uh, to to take uh, sabbaticals. Like uh, how healthy it is for the organization because their mind gets to detox and it, they get to rest. And now mm-hmm. the most brilliant, creative ideas come out of those times of of rest. Of rest. Mm-hmm. And so we are constantly looking and absorbing ideas from all around us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Though? It totally makes sense. I, I figured. Well, you do that when it comes to guest experience, or you're putting together events, or we're just stealing ideas, being creative, and uh, open to learning new ways to do here, things. Here, read this quote here from. All right, from Harold McAladon. He said, "The world leaders in innovation and creativity will also be world leaders in everything else." Come on, everybody! If you want to be, if you want to be a world leader in everything. Be innovative. Be creative. Those are the companies. Those are the organizations that we're buying their products. We're downloading their apps because they are creative in recognizing everyday problems and they come up with a solution for it. Yep. It's good. All right. Number three, when you look into a leader's mind, you will see limitless possibilities. Not, Not where you have obstacles, but possibilities. Uh, Check this out, honey. Why why don't you read what Ephesians says? It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Ephesians 3.20. So we have to start using the words, what if? Like asking ourselves regularly, what if? Okay, this was I possible. love this. Come on, everybody. Try it today. Instead of just saying, oh, it can't happen, just yeah. say, what if? Yeah. Well, what What if we try this? Well, what if we tried that? Well, what What if we- That's how you- What if we went down a different road? Yeah. What, what if we attempted- That's how you brainstorm. That's how you get ideas. That's something that, Chris, you're so good at that most people don't see because it's- it's usually behind the scenes and in our service planning time when our team comes together and we dream about whatever's coming up. And often you'll just say, okay, what if there remove every obstacle that you think, you know, is preventing what XYZ from happening? Pretend that there's no obstacle. Let's just dream for a minute. Let's pretend there's no budget. Let's pretend we have endless volunteers. Let's allow our minds just to go Here's beyond a, the statement I make. I the say limits. If Warren Buffett was financing yeah. this next. Event? Whatever. Event. What could we do? Yeah. And then when you remove when you remove the limits, you can now see what's in front of you with like 
endless possibilities and dream huge. Does it mean every idea that you come up with or throw out there you're going to use or be able to do? Of course not. But as a leader, we are looking at the possibilities rather than the we can never do that, you know, kind of attitude. So like, listen it. to yourself even this week. Instead of saying, oh, it can't happen. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, that's that's probably that, that, that's probably too, you know, too far out there. Start using the words. Start thinking the words. What if mm-hmm. those are two words that will change your life? What if? Well, what if we attempted this? What if we try this? What if it didn't fail? <laughs> you know, we always think about what what if it fails? Yeah. What, what if, if it, it didn't? Doesn't? What if it thrives? What? If, mm-hmm. What if? And then here's the second practical thing. Spend time in possibility prayer storming. Okay. So in other words, hang out with the most out-of-the-box creative thinker in the universe. And it's God. Yeah. So like we we again, we present our requests to a God mm-hmm. that can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that we could ever think, dream, request, even ask. Spend time in possibility prayer storm with him yeah like like do it today and ask the question what if so let me let me give you an example of this uh when i was in youth ministry uh years ago and many of you may know this you may not before we we became lead pastors i was in um in student ministry but we had um we had a ton of kids like we had 700 teenagers there in the youth ministry, but we didn't have enough leaders. I had like 75 leaders and I needed more. And there's only so many people that are in a church that would say, I want, I'm crazy enough and awesome enough to go hang out with teenagers. All my teen people out there, we love you. If you're listening and you like teenagers or you think you're still a teenager, but you're actually not, mm-hmm. come to the youth ministry. At Life Fellowship. You, will have, you know, we're taking, anyways, like so many teenagers to youth camp. I know, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Unbelievable. God's going to rock their world in an awesome way. Now, we, we had- Back none, to your story. I, there was we no, needed I, more I'd youth asked, leaders. You and I had asked every single person, I think, in the church, would you consider working in the youth ministry? And so what I did was I had tapped out that resource there. Yeah. And so I had to ask the question, what if- there are other people outside of the church that would like to come and volunteer. And I had this idea. There's a Bible college about an hour away from our campus of where it was at. Yeah. And I thought, man, if I could find a volunteer, one volunteer to drive a bus or a van down to that Bible college. Yeah. And get a bunch of those get a bunch college, of those college kids, kids that are studying who, for ministry yep. to come over here. And help us. And I went to the, the cool president of the, of the Bible college. I said, can I speak in one of the chapel? He said, Sure. I spoke for a little bit. I said, if you would like to be a part of <laughs> impacting the next generation for the Lord, yeah. meet me out here on Wednesday, you know, at such and such a time, we're going to pick you up and we'll drive you there. We'll feed you and we'll, we'll send you on back. And they started such coming. Such a cool idea. And Listen, it worked. So instead of saying, oh, we're just tapped out, why not think outside the box? Yep. I remember one time that we were out of money. I only had so much money in my budget because the church world only has so much. I remember... I put together a 20-page um, presentation that we presented mm-hmm. to a billionaire that is here in Dallas. I remember that. Put this 
beautiful packet together about the impact that the, our youth ministry was having and, and was lives bold. that were being changed. I told changed. them exactly what I'm asking for. And this for. is what we want. What uh, Do you want to say what you asked for? It's a lot. I don't remember everything. I mean, we we, we want thousands of dollars, oh, like tons. No, yeah. no, way more than that. But we asked for a, a lot, and the the dude gave it to us. Yep. I remember one time we were having a battle of the schools hamburger eating contest. We wanted to see which high school and which junior high could eat the most amount of hamburgers. Youth ministry event of the year. That and was an awesome event. They, they came in the droves because if you feed them, they will come. Yeah, free burgers. But how am I going to pay for that? <laughs> the question of every youth pastor. That's where you have to ask the question. Get creative. What if? Yeah. And I remember I went to McDonald's. I remember this. To the manager and he said, you're going to have to talk to this person. I went to that person. You have to talk to this person. This person's above yeah. me. I finally went to the person that's over all of like McDonald's here in Dallas. Yeah. And I said, here's my plan. Would you help me? They gave me 3,000 hamburgers free. For free. Yeah. For free. Instead because, of saying it can't happen, yeah. why not start asking the question, what if? Uh, so when good. we broke the Guinness World Record for the largest plate of nachos. Do y'all know that we did that in youth ministry? Google it. Yeah. Yeah. When we did that, and I had this idea for about seven years before we did, when we finally st when we stepped out into it, we got companies to donate all the food. It was 3,000, like, 200 and something some pounds. pounds. Of, it was so gross. I got, I got $10,000 dollars worth of chips. I remember that. Free. Yep. Donated from Schneider's. Schneid yeah. And the CEOs like flew out to our youth um, event that night to be there because they were getting publicity. It was a world, mm -hmm. record. world record. So people are just giving, donating all that nasty nacho cheese, like hundreds and thousands of pounds of food. When you look at the, 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 a leader's mind, you will see limitless possibilities because they're not just going to be limited by what they see. They're going to connect into a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above everything they could ever ask, think, dream, or imagine. They start asking the what if question. Well, what if we Good. took new ground? What if we think differently? What if we took this road? What if we reached out to this person here? Everybody, don't be limited by your current set of situations. Dream. Dream again. That's right. Now, we're going to pick up where we left off next week because we got so much more. This is going to be two parts, and you're going to absolutely love it. In fact, these last two, I've been saving the best for last. So don't miss it. So next that's going to be next week. And so I hope you have, have had a great time learning, being inspired. And I just believe that you are a leader. And so take everything that you've been learning, apply it. Put it into your life and excel. Be the distinguished leader that God is calling you to be. Have a great week, y'all. We love y'all. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.